Now that clip comes from Peter Jackson's The Return of the King. It's the coronation of Aragorn, the King of Gondor, who has finally ascended to the throne after a long and epic struggle against Sauron and his minions. This is his crowning moment of victory. Now that's what being crowned oftentimes represents, a victory. After an athlete wins a tournament, they are crowned victorious, oftentimes in the Olympics with a laurel wreath, which is a crown. And when a politician or a beauty pageant winner uh, beats a rival, he or she is crowned with political power. Now, when my son, Max, was elected a homecoming king last fall, besting all his arrivals at Afton High, he wa- was wa- awarded a crown, uh, this crown, in fact. Now, a crown oftentimes symbolizes the power that a victor has won over his opponents. Uh, That's why we actually put a crown in your Easter boxes uh, this week. Uh, If you're involved at Rooftop and you live close by, you might have gotten an Easter box delivered to your door with some Easter treats in it, and it should include some crowns like this one. In fact, if you want to have some fun with this, go ahead and assemble your crown Uh, Put your crown on, go to Facebook or Instagram, post a picture of your family uh, or yourself wearing your crowns, include the hashtag, hashtag Easter at Rooftop. And that's what I want to talk to you about this morning. On Easter, we celebrate the crowning victory of Jesus over death. Uh, Jesus came to earth 2,000 years ago in a battle against his enemies. His enemy was sin and death. And for a time, it kind of looked as though death had won. Jesus was executed on a cross. He was buried in a tomb. But just as he predicted, God raised Jesus from the dead three days later on Easter morning, and he received the crown of life. As the author of Hebrews says, we see Jesus, who was made lower than the angels for a little while, now crowned with glory and honor because he suffered death so that by the grace of God, He might taste death for everyone. In the resurrection, Jesus was crowned with glory and honor. All the angels, all the saints shout his praises. Now, I've been thinking about that this Easter for a simple reason. These days, all we're thinking about is the coronavirus. Honestly, it's hard to think about anything other these days than the coronavirus, understandably so. But here's the thing. Do you know that the word corona means crown. That's what a corona is. It's a crown. In Latin, the word corona actually literally means laurel, as in laurel wreath. But lots of things have coronas. The sun has a corona around it. Certain plants and flowers have coronas around them. Even the corona beer has a crown in the logo. Now, the reason the coronavirus is called the coronavirus is because under a microscope, it actually looks like it has a crown on it. Those little protuberances, they're actually protein spikes. Now, I am, to be sure, I am not a scientist, but I believe those little spikes are actually what make the virus so deadly. It's those spikes that can actually fuse into uh, human cells and use those cells to replicate That's how it takes over someone's body. And and that's what it wants to do. I mean, that's what viruses do. They just take over. And honestly, it kind of looks like the coronavirus is taking over. That's just our bodies. It's taking over our world. 
It's taken over our economies. It's taken over our jobs. It's taken over our emotions, our our future, our our families, our relationships. It kind of looks like the coronavirus is in charge. It looks like the coronavirus has been crowned champion. But this is what we celebrate on Easter. We celebrate Christ's victory as champion. He wears the crown. The Bible says that in rising from the grave, Jesus emerged victorious from the tomb, and he emerged victorious over all his enemies. And that's what I want to talk about with you for a few minutes this Easter morning. I want to talk to you about some of the enemies, Christ's enemies, our enemies, over which Jesus has been crowned champion. Three enemies over which which Jesus has been crowned champion. For example, on Easter, we celebrate that Jesus has been crowned champion over sin. Now, sin uh, is the terrible choices that we have made which have alienated us from God. We are all sinners and that we have chosen to ignore God and we have chosen to do our own thing. You know, God tells us to love, we choose to hate. God tells us to give and we choose to hoard and steal. Now, to be sure, I have seen a lot of inspiring behavior during this coronavirus outbreak, right? But I've also seen a lot of sin. I mean, this pandemic has brought out the best in us and it has also brought out the worst in us. I mean, if you're honest with yourself, this whole thing might have brought out the worst side of you. Anxiety, fear, judgmentalism, fighting with people at grocery stores over toilet paper. I mean, raise your hand if this situation has brought out the worst in you. But you're not alone. I mean, we're all letting it get the best of us. I hear reports of of price gouging on Amazon. I've heard news stories of people taking advantage of the elderly by offering to buy their groceries, taking their money, and then never coming back. Uh, Panic and fear are setting in too. Down in Australia, uh, a a woman allegedly pulled a knife in a Woolworths over a fight over toilet paper. Racism's on the rise too. Uh, One Chinese student in London alleges that he was beaten up by two people who accused him of being from Wuhan telling him to take his virus back to China with him. This whole thing has brought out the best and the worst of us. Now, the worst is called sin, and sin is a problem. Sin separates us from God. We will never spend eternity with God in the new heavens and the new earth with all these black marks on our record. But on Easter, Christ won victory over sin. How? Well, on Good Friday, he died on the cross for our sins. He paid the penalty that we owe to God. On the cross, he made a way for us to be forgiven. And he even wore a crown to show it, right? What did the Roman soldiers put on him on the day of his crucifixion? Book of John tells us. The soldiers twisted together a crown of thorns and put it on his head. They did this to mock him, this man who claimed to be king. Those soldiers didn't really know what they were doing, though. Christ's death was part of the plan. He had to die to make payment for our sins. That crown of thorns became a symbol of Christ's victory over our guilt, over our eternal foe. Now, the upshot of this 
is, is that even as this pandemic is bringing out the worst in us, we can still be forgiven of the worst in us. Even if this pandemic is bringing out the worst in you, you can still be forgiven. You can be forgiven of your greed. You can be forgiven of your fear. You can be forgiven of your anxiety, your hatred, all that stuff, all the bad stuff that's coming out of you during this crisis. You can be forgiven of that. Christ won the victory over the sin that keeps us from God. He wore a crown of thorns to prove it. So on Easter, we celebrate the victory of Christ over sin. On Easter, we also celebrate that Christ has been crowned champion over death. After his crucifixion, Jesus didn't stay dead. God the Father raised him from the dead. Why? Because what father wouldn't raise his son from the dead if he had the chance? If your son was dead and you could raise him from the dead, you would, right? God loved his son too much to leave him dead. So he busted him out. And he gave him a new body that would never die. As Paul says in the book of Acts, God raised him from the dead so that he will never be subject to decay. The body that Christ rose with will never die again. And God gave him a crown of life that would never be taken from him. As James writes in the New Testament, blessed is the one who perseveres under trial because having stood the, te- st- uh, stood the test, that person will receive the crown of life. Now the crown of life is the gift of eternal life that Jesus received. And that crown, that's not going to rust, that's not going to fall apart. As Paul writes in 1 Corinthians, some live their lives to wear a crown that will not last, but we do it to get a crown that will last forever. And being raised from the dead, Jesus was given a crown of life by God that will never rust. No, no stronger victor is going to come along and take from Jesus his crown of life. It's not like a new challenger is going to appear, you know, like The Rock or Ric Flair or Randy Savage or The Undertaker or Andre the Giant. These are all famous wrestlers, by the way. You know, there's, in wrestling and any sport, there's always a, a new champion who, who challenges, you know, the, the winner and, and eventually takes the crown. No. Jesus isn't going to have to defend his crown to keep it. I mean, he beat death. Who else is there to beat? Once you beat Mike Tyson on punch out, you win. Who else does Jesus need to beat? He beat death. He alone wears the crown of life. And that's a crown that we can wear too. As the book of Revelation says, be faithful unto death. He will give you the crown of life. Now, I know there's a lot of uh, death in the world right now. There always has been a lot of death in the world, these days especially. Uh, The worldwide death toll right now from the coronavirus is over 81,000 people, some even in our own city, Here's what's even scarier, though. What's scarier is that eventually every single one of us will die. We will die horrific and terrible deaths. By definition, death is horrific and terrible. That 81,000 number 
just masks the reality that the death rate among human beings is a staggering 100%. We're all going to die. But if we're faithful unto death, God will give us the crown of life. Just like he raised Jesus from the dead, he can raise us. He's done it before. So in being raised from the dead, Jesus was crowned champion over sin, over death. And lastly, on Easter, we celebrate that Jesus has been crowned champion over evil. Evil are the malevolent forces in our world that conspire with our own cooperation to make the earth a miserable place. And we see evil all around us. We see it in dictatorships that do not value human life. We see it in the self-serving behavior of nations trying to corner the market on vaccines. We see it in the virus itself, which takes over cells for the purpose of self-replication. Our world is immersed in evil. Now, what's important to note is that in a lot of ways, good and evil can sometimes seem inextricably woven together. What I mean is that it's hard to get rid of the evil without also getting rid of the good. For example, uh, take the coronavirus. Viruses are getting a, a, a bad rap these days, and yeah, of course, viruses kill living beings. But did you know that viruses actually provide a valuable benefit to life on Earth? Viruses were essential in our development uh, as a species. In order to stay alive, we actually depend on viruses doing their jobs. The problem is that something that was intended for good gets off track and ends up harming when it was intended to help. Some theologians actually think that this is what evil is. Evil is good that gets off track and ends up hurting what it was meant to help. Lots of things were initially created good, but get off track and hurt us when they were meant to help. Food, sex, medicine, government, viruses. These are good things that kind of take an evil direction and they end up hurting when they were meant to help. And behind all of this evil, Christians believe an in an evil one, a devil, who is doing his best to take advantage of the evil in the world and corrupt the goodness of God's creation. But on Easter, we remember that Christ won a victory over evil and the evil one. I mean, the devil orchestrated the death of Jesus, but Jesus beat him back. And we're reminded that Jesus intends to complete his victory. Jesus won the victory over evil 2,000 years ago, but he has yet to complete the victory. It's kind of like Jesus like, won the presidency. In the resurrection, he won the presidency in November, but he hasn't been inaugurated in January yet. And we are in between the election and the inauguration. But here we at least get a picture a foretaste of Jesus' inauguration in the Bible, in the book of Revelation, the last book of the Bible, when Jesus' victory will be made complete. It's from Revelation 
chapter 14. Verse 14. I looked, and there before me was a white cloud, and seated on the cloud was one like a son of man with a crown of gold on his head and a sharp sickle in his hand. Then an angel called in a loud voice to him who was sitting on the cloud, Take your sickle and reap, because the time to reap has come, for the harvest of the earth is ripe. So he who was seated on the cloud swung his sickle over the earth, and the earth was harvested. In this great harvest, Jesus, wearing his crown, holding his sickle, cuts down the evil and the good. He separates the good from the evil. He divides the sheep from the goats. He divides the good governments from the bad ones. He divides the good viruses from the bad ones, the saints from the sinners. He throws the bad into the lake of fire where they will be burned up forever. And he rewards the good with eternal life in his presence. That's what we look forward to on Easter. Christ's final victory over evil. We will not have to deal with viruses forever. We will not have to deal with death tolls forever. We will not have to deal with fear and panic and quarantines forever. On Easter, we celebrate that Jesus won the victory. He's been declared the champion. He won the election. We just wait for Inauguration Day. And on that day, he will also give us our crowns to wear as well. Not something flimsy and cheap and cardboardy like these crowns that we sent you or, or, or puffy and purple. No, a crown of glory, a crown of life. If we worship Jesus as the Lord of life, God has already, in fact, given us a crown that rests invisibly on our heads. With Christ's victory, we also have victory over sin and guilt. With Christ's victory, we also have victory over death. With Christ's victory, we also have victory over evil. We are God's royal children. We are his princes and his princesses called to co-rule with him in the new creation. And we will when Christ finally appears. Until then, we wait. Until then, we hope. Until then, we worship. Until then, we serve. We serve and worship the crowned one, the king of kings who will come soon enough as Jesus promises us in the book of Revelation. I am coming soon. Hold on to what you have so that no one will take your crown. Hold on to Jesus this Easter. Hold on to the promise of eternal life. No matter what's going on in the world, hold on to Jesus, the crowned victor, so that no virus, no nothing may take away your crown. Happy Easter. Let's pray. Father, these are strange circumstances. Celebrating Easter in our homes when we should be with God's people. But even as we are locked up, even as our world is kind of crazy, you are king over it. Your son is king over it. 
You raised him from the dead to demonstrate your own power over anything. Death is the worst enemy that any of us could face. And you beat it. If you can beat death, you can beat viruses. You can beat isolation. You can beat corruption. You can beat sin. You can beat guilt. You can beat anything. You beat death. What else is there to beat? We look forward to your inauguration, your son's inauguration, when he will officially and finally take control. Give us peace, patience, hope as we wait for that day. We thank you for the miracle of the resurrection, how you showed the world that you're in charge, how you showed the world your power. Help us live in the reality of that power, even today, even today as we wait for the inauguration. Help us hold on to the promise of the Holy Spirit in our lives who gives us power to live, victory over sin, victory over despair. Thank you that even in these strange circumstances, we can be your resurrection people. We pray these things in the name of your risen son, who was raised 2,000 years ago by the power of your Holy Spirit.